access without education or without literacy, it's gonna, it's not gonna turn out well. And, and historically, you know, we've we've always sort of made a mess when we put too many people in a place. So going into it with the right literacy, you know, helps to ensure the outcomes are preserved, you know, for generations. This week, I have a very special guest, CEO and Executive Director for the West Cave Discovery Center, Trevor Hance. If y'all are ever in Austin, this place is a must visit. You can find West Cave on Instagram and see the remarkable photos that are taken in the grotto. But West Cave is more than just a pretty face. Its entire foundation is based off of its conservationist principles. The center has a real desire to educate people on why places like these are necessary to teach others about how to protect and care for our lands. Thanks again to Trevor for talking this week. Make sure you check out all of the links in the description to learn more about West Cave. Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical. And now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. Hope everyone out there is doing well. Last week, I hiked around my favorite urban trail in Austin. Uh, the, the water it, it goes by two different names, <laughs> I guess. Uh, a lot of people call it Ladybird Lake. And then depending on how long you've lived in the Austin area... Um, you call it Town Lake. I call it Town Lake. I'm a Town Laker. Not to dismiss the importance of everything that Ladybird did to that park area and what the Trail Foundation does, but I just call it Town Lake. Anyway, I was really stoked to stretch my legs as the weather last week was super pretty. Um, and, and I was just feeling really good about being out. I had an the the previous week I was at a state park. I've been doing a couple state park things and just kind of staying busy, but I, I just wanted to stretch my legs a little bit. And the plan was to hike the entire main part of the loop. And that goes, the, the entire loop ends up being about 10 miles. So not, not super, super extensive, by any means, because a lot of it is just crushed gravel. And, and so there's there's no terrain changes. It's pretty flat. It's just like a hike and bike trail. But I wanted to do the 10 miles at kind of a quick pace. But about two and a half hours to do the 10 miles is, is what my goal was. So I was feeling pretty good about that. And I was getting my hiking mile down to about 14-ish minutes per mile, which is actually pretty quick for me. I'm usually about 15 or 16. So I was I was happy to hit that number. But about the third mile, I noticed that I was putting more emphasis on the inside of my right foot. 
Like I was putting more pressure on the inside near my big toe for some reason. So I was just thinking at the time that I was just kind of overthinking everything. And so I just kept walking. I, I figured, well, maybe my sock is kind of slipping. And so my foot is overcompensating. There was no pain or anything while I was walking. Just something I, I was noticing that my foot was feeling a little bit different. So I ended the day, I went home, got some rest. Um, and that was, like I said, that was a week ago. That was last week from this recording. The next day I got home and, uh, you know, the next day I went to work like normal from home, but about an hour after I arrived, at work, the right side of my foot began to ache really, really badly. I looked at my foot and there was no bruising or anything protruding from my foot. Cause I, I looked online like most people do when they hurt. Um, they, they Googled it. And, uh, one of the things that it said was like, if it was a, like a popped tendon, it would kind of be sticking out, but Nothing like that was going on, but it really, really hurt on the side of my foot. And as I'm on my feet all day, I just walked around kind of with a limp. But eventually that day, I, I had to leave work a little bit early. So it's not getting worse, but it's not really getting any better. And earlier this week, I felt like my foot was feeling a little bit better, mostly because I think it was my day off and I wanted to do something productive with my day. So I went to my local state park, which is McKinney Falls State Park in Austin, Texas. I went because I'm doing some really, really early, early preliminary work on a video series that I'm kind of wanting to try and do, but a video series documenting the historic Texas trail that um, most people know it as um, El Camino Real de los Tejas, and a, a, a big part of that historic trail goes through Central Texas. So I'm walking around, I'm feeling good, but of course, just trying to get all the shots and whatever, I, I felt like I pushed it a little bit too hard, and now my foot hurts again. <laughs> there was no point to any of this, despite the fact that I wanted to pout a little bit about my foot, because... That means I really need it to heal, like heal, heal before I schedule any proper hike. So womp womp, but I, I'm pretty excited. There's two projects in my head. The reason why I started doing the YouTube videos is I just feel like I'm going to be this documentary maker, even though I don't have any real skills set, but I figure the only way to, to learn it is to just do it. And there's two topics that I really want to kind of delve deeper into, and that is the Camino Real Trail. And thankfully, the headquarters for the trail is in Austin, so pretty close to me. But when I was out there in East Texas at Caddo, I just was kind of surrounded by it a little bit more and just just so fascinated about the trail and all of the history that's involved with the trail. So that's kind of the first thing. And then the second thing is the Civilian Conservation Corps. I know I've talked about it. If you listen to the podcast, uh, multiple episodes, that's definitely something that I'm really, really into as well. So do uh, just kind of like a f f random video series of both of those things and and I started working on the Camino Real at McKinney Falls because there's uh there are a couple sections there where you can see 
kind of the pathways that were taken to cross the creeks there. So anyways, I hope y'all are excited about this week. I have Trevor Hance from the West Cave Discovery Center. I think he is really, really proud of what the center does and kind of what they bring to the area. And we talk about a few different aspects of accessibility too and what it means to have a place that people can visit that is fascinating, um, but also how important it is to to get the kids involved with the outdoors and why the outdoors are so special for a lot of people. So enjoy this episode with Trevor Hance. He's the CEO and executive director for the West Cave Discovery Center. And make sure you check out how to visit them if you're ever in the area or how to support them in the link description. And if you enjoyed this episode, one of the biggest compliments is sharing it with a friend and reaching out to me on all of the social media and letting me know if you enjoyed it. So I really appreciate all of your support thus far. So let's get into the rest of the episode. All right, so this week I'm talking to the executive director and CEO of the West Cave Outdoor Discovery Center. This is Trevor Hans. Trevor, welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Danny. It's a it's a pleasure to be here, and um, it's beautiful outside, and so it's a it's a great day to be visiting with you and, and talking about what, what all that means. So my first, and and I hate the fact that I've lived in Central Texas for this long, and it's one of those things where you see the pictures and you kind of know of the place, but I don't, it took me a long time to put the pictures with the place. And it was when I started following Matthew on his Instagram account, Hike Austin, who's been kind of a really great person to put West Cave on the map. But tell me a little bit about the history of the West Cave Discovery Center um, and kind of your role with them. Sure. And, and West Cave has been a nonprofit for 45 years, uh, protecting uh, one of the most iconic symbols of, of uh, public private conservation partnerships um, in central Texas, for sure. The, the grotto and waterfall um in the in the seventies before before the seventies, nobody lived on the property where the preserve is, and so for a few decades and probably a lot longer than that, um, people would trespass onto that property and and picnic and recreate and hang out, and they just they they tore it up, and it just got to be a big mess. Um, and then in the early nineteen seventies, you had this sort of environmental awakening happening in the United States where. Um, you know, Rachel Carson had written Silent Spring and the Cuyahoga River had caught on fire and a big oil spill in California. And, and people thought, man, we, we can make a real mess if we're not careful about it. And so you had President Nixon, Nixon argue, uh, you know, environmentalist president in our history, you know, uh, create and, and he didn't like that idea, by the way, but uh, created the EPA and the Endangered Species Act and, you know, Clean, Clean Air Act and First Earth Day all happened in his administration. And so those folks who had been you know, partying and playing and swimming out at, at Westgate kind of looked at each other and said, yeah, we need to clean that place up. And so a guy named John Covert Watson inherited a little money and, and put that place in the conservation status and hired a different John, John Orange, to go and 
and clean up uh, the place. And John Orrin said the first time he went down the into the canyon, the only thing green he saw was green of, of broken bottles. And so he spent the next quarter of a century plus um, restoring and, and taking care of that place, um, introducing it to uh, reaching out and going actually, you know, kind of door to door with schools and saying, man, you need to bring your field trips out here and, and let kids understand what conservation looks like and, and the impact it has. And so through that sort of mindset of, of time and space and resources, West Cave, you know, the place became this magnificent thing that it, it's supposed to be. And that idea translates over to our work on the, with, on the human side um, with our Children in Nature Collaborative of Austin. We're the backbone of that organization. And it's really about getting kids and, and people and families outdoors to give them the time and space and resources they need to, to become what they're supposed to be. So, you know, we've done that for, you know, 45 years. We're a preserve as a place um, out there, you know, in those images you see. So a, a more nature-centric approach to the place than a park, and a park would have a more human-centric approach. So we take people on guided hikes down into that canyon. It's federally protected endangered species habitat. It's part of the Balcones Canyonland Preserve, and it's just wonderful. I mean, people have never, ever been on a, a guide trip that, you know, we didn't round that corner and cross that bridge where the people right behind me didn't say, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's a real special thing. Any time of year, any time of day, just to have people sort of, you know, in awe of the magnificence of, of what the world has available. So the grotto is definitely kind of what most people recognize in the photos. But what other things can people do when they're visiting? Um, so that we have two trails through our, our the preserve. Um, one is that grotto trail, and that's you know our more we probably consider that more of our sanctuary um, at West Cave, and those are our guided you know experiences. The other trail is through our uplands. It's about a forty acre um, piece of property that has some ADA friendly um, portions that lead to some bird blinds and some bat um, boxes and a butterfly garden. And, and that's, you know, more of a on your own guided experience and, and go birding or go butterfly watching, go see the prairie um, restoration project in process that's ongoing and managed by prescribed burns every few years and, and reseeding and planting through this forb process. And, and so that's, those are the two big things that we, we offer. We also uh, will do, you know, during uh, October, we had two full moons. And so we uh, invited people out. You can actually see the, the Milky Way with just the naked eye out at West Cave on a dark sky night or a, no, a new moon night. Um, but on a full moon, you definitely don't need a flashlight. And so we allowed people and encouraged them to just embrace the night and embrace the light of the moon and go for a, a hike through the uplands just using the moonlight. Um, super exciting to hear people uh, do that for the first time and, and sort of recognize that the night is not necessarily a big scary thing, uh, that it's there's plenty, plenty there to see and do. We also do workshops for people interested in doing their own sort of wildscaping. Um, we do you know, field trips with kids and schools and students. We have... Um, you know, just a lot of different activities that we'll do both, you know, with members and then with general public as well. 
Are there any plans that you know of in the future to expand the any of the land that's out there just to kind of make it a little bit wider range? The the uplands was actually purchased about a decade ago. And so that, that was a big, it almost doubled the size of, of the preserve. Um, the way the roads out there are, and we sit right on the Pedernales River, um, so we can't extend, you know, into the river. Um, but we do, we do work. I don't know if we'll expand with land purchases, but we do work closely um, with the groups, uh, families and homeowners and landowners that are in our watershed as sort of an ongoing home for them so they can understand the science and research um, that's going on at West Cave and how the use of their property relates to that. And so we'd love to, we'd love to expand the footprint, but you know, it depends on what folks want to do with their property and, and what's available for us. Definitely. I think that's always one of the unique things about kind of Texas in general is there's a, there's a few people you have to talk to first before, uh, taking over yeah. <laughs> any of the land. Yeah. Um, and just kind of going back, I, I definitely think that it's really neat when people are somewhere where the sky is blacked out and just hearing their fascination about how much you can see just with the naked eye in the sky when the when there is no light around. So that's great that people were getting out there and seeing just kind of how much you can see in the sky. I don't think people realize that because they're have been in a city for so long. Yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're like moths to the flame. Whenever we see that artificial light, we, we draw, we're drawn to it. Our eyes go towards that as though we think that's a, a safe space for us. And so, you know, building this um, sense of trust in our place and the sense of confidence in ourselves in those places is, you know, really at the heart of what, all of these experiences are and um and it is funny i mean we had you know on the on the halloween hikes um we call them the halloween hikes because every once <laughs> every once in a while one of our staff members would would howl out into the prairie and you know it was kind of a call and response like you, you might find in a, a church setting or something and and um you could hear people you know a mile away you know giggling at the fact that they were howling uh, you know at the moon in the mm -hmm. in the middle of a, a prairie but it's also an affirmation that you know you, you even though you're separated from people maybe you know we're, we can still be there for each other and um we're still connected you know through this this world and the nature that we share absolutely and speaking previously i know we we both are parents and we we do our best to get our kids outside. But why, why, or how important is it to get kids outside? And why why did y'all decide to make that such a big part of what y'all do? Well, I mean, it's the whole story, you know. Is our kid? There's a, an old saying that we only we only love what we know, and and we only you know love what we can access. And and so the the kids hold the key to this to the future, you know, through the, the literacy and the sense of connect, connection and commitment they have to the places where they live. And West Cave is a special place. I mean, there's just not anything else like it really when it comes to biodiversity and hydrogeology and, and all of those things. But, you know, as a kid, not everybody has access to this waterfall on an everyday basis, but there's plenty of places that can be special to you and that sense of connection that you make to the places and that sense of place that 
that develops from that gives us confidence. It diminishes our developmental feedback loop that comes from things like mirrors and screens. You know, when we hit to we hit 12, 13 years old, maybe fourth grade, when we realize that our friends uh, actually have last names and um, our social <laughs> structures become more a part of our our story. And then we become a little worried about how we fit in those social structures. And if we're allowing mirrors, you know, to define that and, you know, as our bodies freak out and, and go through that teenage development, and if we allow like buttons to define that, um, we, we, we don't have that confidence in that sense of, 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 you know, self-value that comes from understanding the systems and how and soil and food ways, you know, are all part of a, a connection we have. And, and so that grounding um, encourages, you know, it fosters wellness, it encourages curiosity, and it leads to these lifelong journey of, you know, these places matter. I'm a part of it and I want to be a part of it. And so I'm, I'm maybe a little I'm probably, <laughs> it's a loaded question when you ask me. I actually practiced law for 15 years and then got really hooked on that idea of, of uh, you know, the developmental importance of a connection to the natural world. And so went back and got a master's degree to become a school teacher and, and was a public school teacher for, for 10 years before joining West Cave and, and always taught outdoors. So all of my classes were outside and, and transformed this, this school in Round Rock ISD and into a nature-based school. And, um, and it works. I mean, it just works. Kids are happier. Parents are more involved. Teachers are happier and, uh, and kids do better on their tests. And so when you see those sort of outcomes develop, you know, it's the, it's the better choice for kids and for our future. That's awesome. So segueing from the kids visiting this place, this amazing place, can you do you think you can pinpoint kind of when your love for the outdoors began for you? Yeah, I don't. I know I can't. I mean, because I think it was always there. I was not a. I'm never. I'm not. You know. Uh, um, you know, somebody who's going to chain himself to a tree necessarily. But I, I've always had this deep affection and and connection with being outdoors. And uh, so I would chain myself to a couple of trees. But um, but you know, I, I think that it it just came from in my as a child, you know, growing up in a different time and, and maybe in a, a less populated area in, in South Louisiana, but I had the chance to just go outside and be outside and ride my bike and jump hills and, you know, play in, in ponds. And, um, and I think that those, those are, it's just formative. There was a number of years when I was practicing law where I wasn't as necessarily connected as I am now. And, um, you know, but there are times that I just have very distinct memories of being one in particular as we get into the, you know, late fall, whenever the sun is is seasonally very much in our southern sky and just wondering, you know, why is the light different at this time of year than other times of year? And and those questions is I had about a half mile walk from the bus stop to my house. I just pondered them, you know, and, and you, you see things and seeing bees and snakes and, and things um, and, and being able to explore I think it's a development of an ethic more than a pivotal moment that, you know, happened over the course of time for me. Yeah. I mean, I think creating the, the curiosity 
sets the foundation for anyone really for a long-term desire to explore not just the outdoors but just knowledge itself you know just creating that and piquing that interest i think hopefully just resonates with a lot of the visitors and, and they get to hold on to that for i guess their entirety their their entire life after they visit and, and for me the outdoors have always been in my adult years kind of a respite for feeling better you know dealing with mental health is a big part of what the texas trailhead is all about what do you feel is the biggest takeaway for the visitors that are there? The conservation efforts or just that being outside is good for the good for the mind, body and soul. Like what what would you want people to take away or just all of it? Just the whole encompassing. Yeah, and it, it's definitely the wellness part and that mental health part. It's the it's the only way we can do anything, you know, and uh, is if we're well and and you know, I, I give the example, you know, of if I asked you, you know, 4X plus 3 equals 11, you could figure that out real quickly. But if I, you know, put you on an airplane at 30,000 feet and turned off the engines and then asked you the question, you couldn't do it. And um, I could give you a paper and pencil and you're not going to be able to do it because you got so much other, other things happening in your mind. And so I think that being in nature, being able to connect uniquely with the, the things around us, things catch our eye curiosity is sparked you can do some very simple things that uh, help you it's almost meditative in that you're you're breathing when you stop just to listen and your breathing changes some and you realize that your shoulders have relaxed some and um and and that's where the next next step is where that curiosity piece comes is that we are well and healthy and we are able you know to to engage the rest of our mind in a, a, in that healthy lifelong uh, sense of curiosity. So, you know, being able to, to take time outside and, and, you know, West Cave is, again, it's a, it's a wonderful, unique opportunity and experience and place. And people have an immediate reset after uh, that journey. It's, it's transformative, you know, for people to get down into that grotto, but it's also equally transformative whenever I, I take a walk through my neighborhood and, just take that 10 minutes and and do that reset and unplug my mind, you know, from, from things for a few minutes. And, and so um, helping people to realize there are wonderful places in the world, but there's also plenty of wonder nearby. And we just have to allow our minds to recognize that as we, we need it, we need nature and, and, and we can find it. So we spoke before kind of about your travels. Where, besides Central Texas, <laughs> where is your favorite place that y'all have been to so far? So my family, um, with my wife and I, uh, or teachers, we, our girls are 13 and, and 9 now. And um, our 9-year-old in, has, you know, camped in and backpacked in 41 states and um, England and Puerto Rico. And we do section hiking on the Appalachian trail in the summertime and, you know, lots of different places, but I've, I have three places that I said, you know, tell people that if you can't find me, this is probably where I am. And, and one of them is sunrise in Hayden Valley in, in Yellowstone. I think it's just 
the pastoral and is in majestic aspects of that real early in the summertime where that sun's coming up, you know, 5 a.m. requires a commitment, but it's magical. Another one is in Cataloochee Valley in uh, western North Carolina um, in the Smoky Mountains. There is probably my probably my favorite spot. And uh, and then the last one's Big Ben. I, I think the desert in Texas is, you know, the the magic hours there. Um, there's not anything more magical than than the colors off of that desert. And so I think I'm giving it away now. If you can't find me, I'll send out the search parties to those places. <laughs> but but those three places, I think, are the, you know, my those are always my three go-to in my mind whenever I think about where I'm heading and um, how, how long is it going to take me to get there? Can I make it back in time for my next important thing here? And then what would you say is next on your list of places you really want to go to? Well, so my wife and I are both big nerds and um, we're both, there's a National Geographic and Lindblad Expedition has a fellowship called a Grosvenor Fellowship. And um, we're, we're the only couple you'll ever meet that um, we're both Grosvenor fellows, but we're, we're the only couple you'll ever meet that got on the same ship and slept in the same room, but wound up at opposite ends of the earth. And so she got to go to Antarctica and I got to go to above the 80th parallel in Svalbard, Svalbard, um, Norway, um, in different years as part of that fellowship. And so we have a, we have a dream to meet in the middle and, uh, take our family to the Maldives. So we're going to try to make that happen in the next couple of years. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that'll be great. So I'm going to switch gears right. just a little bit. I've I've talked about the pros and cons of geotagging in this season, and it seems like West Cave is pretty happy to share photos about the the beauty of this place and spread the word. Do you think parks need to be more proactive about the growing interest, or is it up to the visitors to be responsible about their sharing? I know West Cave has a reservation system, and that kind of limits it but i'm just curious as to your insight about parks yeah i mean i, I think that you know we we do we are again a sanctuary in a, a preserve and so we we have no interest in overselling tickets to come to the west cave preserve we, we obviously you know need the financial resources to keep the doors open um but we think that the value the value of the experience is only maintained if we treat the place as the most important feat in in the story as the center of the story so the the visitor experience is is you know a, an aspect of the story but the space itself is our story so we share we i think that's important i think it gets people out and exploring I think, you know, more than maybe the sharing of the visuals and it's fine, you know, to have a bunch of likes on a picture. Um, but, you know, that getting up and getting off the bed and getting into places and, you know, into the outdoors is the more important piece in Texas, as you know. And I don't know if, the, if you're, you're maybe thinking about this, but, you know, talking about parks and we're again different because we're preserved, but as a, a space that is available for people to visit. I think that, you know, Texas needs more of that. We need more spaces for people to congregate, to explore, to be outside in, in nature and to recognize the system as a as a method of elevating uh, this this literacy related to conservation. Texas hasn't had a 
any sort of bond that would purchase land to set aside since the 1960s, I think. And we've added a few more folks to the state since then. And so it might be one of those things that there's obviously a lot of demand for time, a lot of demand and a lot of health benefits for having people outside. So increasing those opportunities and allowing, we're not going to get rid of social media. And so we can expect to see more stories and, and people recognizing themselves as part of the places and their stories as intertwined with these places. I think it's, it's part of our communication and it's part of our community as a, in a very broad sense of that word. And so, you know, improving not only access to nature, but also, you know, through, you know, transportation or mobility options, but also um, by having just more spots that people can go to and, and plug into and share and tell their stories. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about finding that balance for me. And, and obviously, as the preserve, there's a little bit of a control. But I think the other side of that is how much education is part of what y'all do, too. And I think that's important. I think for all of us, we've all been trying to take extra steps to not only share what we can, but also educate people as far as what to expect and and things to be on the lookout for. And I think as more and more of us kind of get better at that, everyone can kind of like what the West Cave is all about, you know, educating and about the conservation and about how important the land is, not so much just hear something really pretty to look at. And I think West Cave does that exceptionally well to bring both of those things to the forefront. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's a beautiful wonder. Here's kind of everything that goes <laughs> with that. So yeah, I and I, I think that's, I mean, and that's, I think it's probably for me, inclusion is that, you know, if we, West Cape grew out of a, a group of people who realized that they had unregulated access to a place and they, they damaged it and they, they, they really damaged it, you know, to the fact where the only thing down there was, was broken glass. It's the only green thing. And so over time, they became more literate and they became more understanding of what their impact had. And because they cherished it, they went back and invested in it. And, you know, the goal would be that we catch people before they tear something up so badly that it can't be restored, that we are able to instill this, this uh, connection to conservation, this elevated literacy and this lifelong sort of, you know, uh, pack it in, pack it out idea. And, and so I think it is, you know, it's part of the story. Access without education or without literacy, it's going to, it's not going to turn out well. And, and historically, you know, we've, we've always sort of made a mess when we put too many people in a place. So going into it with the right literacy, you know, helps to ensure the outcomes are preserved, you know, for generations. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a great, great point to end on for sure i think there's a lot of information that people are are going to learn about this place and i and, and i hope that people take this model and apply it to more places for texas in the future what else would you like us to know about west well Cave? i mean we talk a lot about the preserve and and it, you know because it is such a showstopper when you get a photo of it but i think you know our other program uh, the Children and Nature Collaborative of Austin is one that, you know, does the it, it is the 
the thing in a, in a way that has changed nature in, in Austin in some respects. When you look back 15 years ago when that SINCA program was started and brought together you know, people from school districts and research and healthcare and architecture and, and started to make some noise that, you know, we needed more opportunities for kids to connect to nature and people to connect. Um, and, and there were some successes that have grown out of that program that are, are pretty cool. In, the, in 2017, um, the city of Austin count, uh, city council unanimously passed the Children's Outdoor Bill of Rights, which says that, you know, kids should have a chance to catch a fish and go on a hike and have a picnic and, and things like that. And there's positions now funded with, at the municipal and, and school district level that are all dedicated to, to connecting kids to nature. So we're seeing it. I mean, if you, if when you, you know, and it's not just, you know, the SINCA program and West Cave that have been behind it, but, you know, got, going over town Lake in the summertime, you know, paddle boards, they weren't there 15 or 20 years ago. And, at all and now you, on the weekend sometimes you can't hardly see the water because there's folks out you know enjoying and recreating and um, hopefully developing that you know commitment to to life outside you know protecting and enjoying nature and so i think those are some of the big things that folks know west gave probably through one or one or the other of our two programs and and to me it's just one path one trailhead in a sense that starts at the bottom of the the canyon and extends all the way through central Texas as we, you know, continue to try to improve access and, and literacy um, related to the access uh, to nature. So, yeah. Love it. Trevor, I appreciate you taking the time out and sharing everything that you know about the West Cave Outdoor Discovery Center um, and then helping me share the word and just helping all of us share the word and the importance of this. Yeah, place. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be with you. And, and, you know, we look forward to seeing people on the trail. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website, Facebook page, and see pictures from the outdoors on my Instagram page. So until next time, grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead.